0: Today's guest is author Denise D. Young. Equal parts bookworm, flower child, and eclectic witch, Denise D. Young writes fantasy and paranormal romance featuring witches, magic, fairies, and the occasional shifter. Whatever the flavor of the magic, it's always served with a brisk cup of tea and the promise of romance varying from sweet to sensual. She lives with her husband and their animals in the mountains of Virginia where small towns and tall trees inspire her stories. She reads tarot cards, collects crystals, gazes at stars, and believes magic is the answer, no matter what the question was. If you've ever hoped to find a book of spells in a dusty attic, if you suspect every misty forest contains a hidden portal to another realm, or if you don't mind a little darkness before you're happily ever after, her books might be just the thing you've been waiting for. what made you want to live a more creative life?
1: Well, there's this wonderful quote from Ursula Le Guin. She said, but when people say, did you always want to be a writer? I have to say, no, I always was a writer. And that kind of sums it up for me. Even as a kid, I was always making up stories and writing poems and things like that. So it never really occurred to me not to live a creative life. It was always just part of who I was. And I think one of the greatest dangers to people's creative lives is we're kind of told very young, sometimes even in elementary school, you're a creative person or you're not a creative person. And I think that that sticks with a lot of people. I think people hear that and they think, okay, well, I'm not, some people are artists, but I'm not an artist. And very young children don't really think about that. They just create. They make up stories, they paint, you know, whatever it might be, they sing songs because that's, it's enjoyable. It's, you know, it's fun. So I think the reality is that everyone is creative in some fashion and it's just finding an outlet for that. And for me lately, the struggle has been because I launched my first book was published in May of this year And so now I'm in this place where creativity is also my livelihood. And so it's always for me now, I'm in this place where I'm balancing the creative aspect of my writing business with those more kind of practical aspects. So thinking about things like analytics and data and bookkeeping and all of those aspects that go into running an author business but also making sure that in the forefront of that is my storytelling and my craft.
0: Do you plan your projects in detail or go with the flow?
1: So the phrase I use is that I am a discovery writer. I know the more common phrases are, are you a, a pantser? You know, do you you just fly by the seat of your pants? I don't do traditional outlines or anything like that because I find that I'm always learning. I did try that at one point, but I find I'm always learning about my characters and my world as I'm writing. And I like to let it unfold a little bit more organically. And so I feel that I'm writing by intuition. And in the past, when I've written outlines, one of two things has happened. Either I have followed the outline and kind of ended up pushing my characters into something that as I've gotten to know them, that's not something they would have done. Maybe I have them behaving in a way that is out of character. That's not authentic with who they are Um, or it's, it's not in line with how their character is growing throughout the story, or I just end up forgetting about the outline and following wherever the story takes me and just kind of discovering as I go. So for me, I start with, whatever that premise is, whatever that idea is that compelled me to the page. And then as I'm working, if I'm working on a series, by the time I get to the second or third book, I know my world, I know my characters, if it's a story with a series with recurring characters, things like that. So I kind of have, I know the series arc. So those pieces are in place and it's really just getting to know that individual story. And it took me years. I've been writing in pursuit of, you know, sharing my work with the broader world since about 2008. And I just published Tangled Roots, the first book in my Tangled Magic series in May of this year. And so it took me a long time to figure out that I really am discovering as I go, that I really am writing using my intuition.
0: Do you have another job? And if so, what are the pluses and minuses about that? I
1: have had a number of different jobs over the years. I worked for about five years at a magazine. I was an assistant editor. I've worked at a couple of different public libraries. I taught English as a second language to, uh, to refugees. And I've also taught media writing to uh, students at a university. So I've done a lot of different things. Earlier this year, I decided, had kind of a now or never moment and just threw myself into my indie author business. Uh, It's called Sage and Shadows Books. But I decided, you know, I'm just going to go ahead, and I felt ready as a writer. I felt that my craft was at the level, and I also felt that I had the business knowledge to go ahead and start my indie author business. So right now, I am focused on my writing. I'm always open to new experiences, so I kind of never know what the future is going to hold, but just... Really enjoying being able to focus in on my writing at the moment. So, the pluses of that, as an introvert, I get to work from home, which is fun. Uh, You know, kind of having the ability to set my own schedule. Um, I've always been, I think, because of the types of jobs I've had in the past, particularly at the magazine, you know, you have meetings and interviews and things like that, but a lot of my schedule was just kind of showing up. At my desk and getting done whatever needed to be done that day and that's very similar to what I do now except my desk is in my house instead of going to an office the main downside to working from home and I've talked to people in a number of different professions is that there are so many distractions you know you have to you're always thinking oh well should I start a load of laundry do I need to take the dog for a walk you know, th- all these little things like, oh, I've, I've got to get the dishes done, things like that. So there are a lot of distractions that are not related to work that when you go to an office, those things are really out of your mind. And the thing that has been most helpful for me with that, uh, if there's anybody out there who's listening who is kind of struggling to put those distractions out of their mind, is that if you have a space in your home that is just for writing... That is the number one thing that you can do. That for me has been so helpful. I have a room upstairs that I've converted into my office and it's very simple. It's just a very calming space, but it's also a very creative space. So I'm very inspired when I'm in that room and there also are not very many distractions. I've got my desk, I've got a comfy chair if I wanna sit in the chair and you know have my laptop on my lap and just really be able to be in that space and just write and focus on my work. And the other thing about that is when, you know, my husband is home and if I'm working when he's here, he is very respectful of if I'm in that space, it's a do not disturb space and that I'm very grateful for. So that's just my advice. If you're out there and you're having, you're working from home and you're having
0: trouble focusing is to have that space that is just for your writing. That sounds like a fantastic setup. What is something that no one else knows about you that you wish other people knew and appreciated? I don't know that I would say
1: no one else knows this about me, but I am generally a fairly reserved person. Uh, It takes me a while to kind of open up to people, but I have a really kind of off the quirky sense of humor. And I feel like only the people closest to me really get to see that side of me. And then, of course, that ties into my love of any kind of fantasy, paranormal, pop culture references. So Buffy, Stargate, Harry Potter, I can tie anything to one of those three worlds, one of those three universes. So if I meet somebody and we start talking about what our Hogwarts house is, I'm like, okay, we're good. I know I've met a kindred spirit and I could just, you know, talk fantasy and paranormal fiction and stories and worlds all day so that's probably the thing that people maybe kind of get that sense but I think once people get to know me that that's something that really comes out is that sense of humor and that love of incorporating those
0: references into just my day-to-day life. What are your favorite inspiration Uh, forms, productivity tools, or creative routines?
1: Oh my goodness. I have so many that I've found, especially over this past six months to a year, as I've really been getting focused on getting my work out there. And, you know, just having those deadlines kind of really forces you to focus in on things. One of the things that I've discovered in the past year or so is that I really like having music in the background And for a long time, I said, oh, you know, I I get distracted. I need to have silence. But then I realized, well, I've written in coffee shops and things like that in the past and not had, you know, and that's actually been beneficial to me. So I started making Spotify playlists for certain types of writing or for a particular series, a particular story. And now I swear by those, you know, just having that playlist that transports me to a particular world or a particular you know style of of writing that I'm working on uh, you can also YouTube has a lot of different sort of calming meditation music that you can go on and find so sometimes I'll just go on YouTube and I'll search fantasy music or Celtic fantasy music something like that and you can find just some really great something kind of simple to have in the background so that for me Helps me focus and it helps me get into that space of my story. Another one is Kanban boards. And this is one I learned from Sarah Cannon. She has uh, heart breathings, uh, there's a boot camp class, and she also has a YouTube channel. And she does talk about Kanban boards, I think, briefly in the YouTube channel, but then she goes into it more in depth in her uh, HB90 boot camp class. And I've modified it a little bit for my own creative routine. But basically, you have a board. And most people do a physical board. Some people will use, there are apps that you can get on your phone. For me, it's good to have that physical board that I'm working with. And basically, you have your projects are broken down into smaller tasks. And every week, you say, okay, these are the tasks I'm going to focus on. And then as you finish a task, you move it into this space for everything that you've completed or done that quarter. And that has been fantastic for letting me see, okay, yeah, I, you know, maybe I wanted to finish this particular novel and I didn't finish it, but I did write three quarters of it, you know, and I did revise this other book that I was working on. And so you really get to see all of those things that you've been able to do over the quarter. And it also helps you have a sense of if you're on track to meet particular goals that you have. So am I on track with a project? Um, it, and over time, because this is the third quarter that I've done it, it gives you a sense of how much you can actually accomplish. Because I'm one of those people, I tend to have really ambitious goals, but I don't always... I'm like, oh yeah, I can really, I can hunker down and get all those things done. And even if I work constantly, sometimes it just, things take longer than you think they will. Uh, You know, there are more steps to something than you had initially thought that happened when I was working on my website earlier this year. So just realizing that, okay, these are the number of things that I can realistically get done and so over time it gives you a sense of are you taking on too much are you focusing too much on one area do you need to kind of rebalance a little bit and the other one that I wanted to mention is it's called the Pomodoro technique Um, and I initially discovered it it's sort of a general time management tool really simple you set a timer for 25 minutes and you focus solely on one task for 25 minutes and when that timer goes off you stop what you're working on and you take a five minute break and then you come back to it so for me that has been good because number one I think If I tend to focus in and I typed for a few hours, it's really not good for my hands because I've had some sort of arthritis type issues with my hands. So it's good for me to have those breaks. The biggest thing that I've learned with using that is when that timer goes off, I don't go over to, you know, I'm not like, oh, I'll check my email or Facebook or something like that, because that's still sitting at the computer. So I try to get up and do something physical, whether it's stretching, whether it's unloading the dishwasher or folding a load of laundry, something, even if I'm just kind of, you know, trying to get some movement, you know, making myself a cup of tea or something like that. It's really good to just have that break to just get up and get some movement into your body. And then go back to the page and you were, you know, you've had that
0: little bit of a break. What three things do you wish you'd known earlier in your creative journey?
1: Oh my goodness. I love this question. The first one that I would say, and I've, as I said, I've been doing this since 2008. I've been writing in my genre, which is fantasy, paranormal romance. And the number one thing is that there is no one-size-fits-all way to be a writer. Early in my career, I fell victim to advice that said you had to do something a certain way. You had to outline, you had to revise at least eight times, Uh, you should write in the morning, things like that. And this is different from the kind of craft advice. You know, when we're talking about things like character arcs and three-act structure and genre conventions and things like that, those are very different from the kind of process things. So I think there's, there's the craft aspect, and then there's the process aspect. And the reality is that you have to learn your own process. And so when you hear another writer talking about their process, it's important to know that To kind of keep that in your mind, but not to feel that you have to write that certain way. And definitely early on to try doing an outline, uh, to try doing things different ways, try writing in the morning, try writing at night if that works for you, you know, things like that. But ultimately, when it comes to the actual creative process, I think that the best thing to do is just find a system that works for you. I think you're better off, you know, if you're somebody that you need to just sit and write for a few hours at a time, then you know that that's the way you work. For me, I tend to work in shorter sprints. It works better for um, for me in terms of my health, and it also just works better for me mentally. In terms of, I tend to be kind of a, a hummingbird where I'm going from, you know, one one flower, one thing to the next, and so it's good for me to spend a little bit of time here, a little bit of time there. And I actually find I get more done that way. The second one is that everyone has an opinion about how you should run your writing business, about how your writing journey should play out. So everybody in your life is going to have an opinion about the kind of books you should write. And whether you should go traditional or take an indie author path, what genre you should be writing in, how long it should take to write a book, how often you should publish. And a lot of times, those are people who really care about you. They're your friends, they're your family, maybe coworkers that you've confided in, just people in your day-to-day life. And if you try to listen to everyone, eventually you'll end up with what, what people call analysis paralysis, which is basically you're going to have so many different options thrown at you that you're just going to get stuck. And that happened to me for a, for a little while. I had, had a, a couple of short stories come out. And then I just got so overwhelmed by all these different opinions that were coming in that I just was thinking, well, you know, what path should I be taking? And it took me a little while to just kind of find my way out of that and back to knowing exactly the kind of books that I wanted to write and the path that I wanted to take to get there. And so the bottom line for me is learn to write well. Write books that you love and find the path to sharing those books with readers that works best for you. And ultimately, I think we each have to find that path for ourselves. And the third one is kind of springboarding off of that last one is don't be so afraid to fail that you do nothing. So if you launch a book and you don't get the response that you hoped for, just figure out where you went wrong. And learn from that? Did you put it in the wrong genre? Were you trying to market a thriller as a cozy mystery? Um, Did you have a cover that was off-genre? I have spoken to a number of authors that they, you know, they were indie authors and they had a cover that was a really beautiful cover, but it just didn't convey the genre of the book properly. And so they re-released the book with a new cover and it did very well. Maybe the blurb, the book description is not as well written as it could be. Maybe there are too many typos. And the thing about this business is you will never have learned everything. You'll never be 100% ready and know every single thing. So the bottom line is when you, in terms of craft and in terms of your mental readiness to take this on... When you're like, okay, I'm, you know, my, my writing is good enough. My advice is just plunge in. I knew I was ready to start publishing when I realized that it wasn't that I was sure that I wouldn't fail. It was that I was sure that I could endure if I did fail and also learn from, you know, any missteps that I made. So I use them, you know, any missteps or anything like that as a point of growth, rather than letting it become a point of shame. And if you're struggling with that, the book that was really helpful for me was Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. It just really helped me to embrace my journey and have
0: faith in myself on my writing path. She's written a number of fantastic pieces, I think. What is the latest tool or resource you've discovered? I
1: love the 20 books to 50 K Facebook group. It's a really fantastic resource for indie authors and it's a really good mixture of authors who have published dozens of books. They're, you know, they've got really high sales numbers and people who are just starting out. It's a very encouraging book. It's very group. It's very inspiring but it's also very practical and there's a lot of really solid advice and I love it. I'm very analytical. Um, I had a, a background in journalistic style writing. So I'm one of those people. I'm like, well, you know, I need, I need numbers. I need data. And people are really good at sharing those numbers and, and that data to kind of back up. These are the steps that I took and these are the results that I got. There are a lot of success stories and the moderators in the group are really great about keeping people on topic. So it's, there's not a lot of spam. There's not a lot of sort of random comments that are not related to the purpose of the group. And they also make sure to keep the tone very respectful. So it's just a really good environment for indie authors to learn from each other.
0: What project or message do you want to tell listeners about today?
1: Well, I want to let listeners know that the first book in the Tangled Magic series, Tangled Fruits, is going to be $0.99 until shortly after the second book in the series, Tangled Fates, releases in January. So you have until sometime in January to snag a copy at the $0.99 price, and it's usually $2.99, so it's pretty deeply discounted right now, and I just want people to have an opportunity because the books in the series are interconnected. I want people to have an opportunity to get that one at a little bit of a discount if they want to read it before they read the second book in the series. So that's Tangled Roots. And like I said, it's until sometime in mid January, I'm going to keep it at 99 cents. And of course book two Tangled Fates is going off to the proofreader soon. And it's going to be going live on Amazon and other ebook retailers Sometime in January, I don't have a specific date because, uh, you know, working with proofreaders and formatters, especially around the holidays, I never know what people's schedules are. So I don't want to promise anybody a specific date. And then maybe somebody ends up being out of town for a few weeks and we have a little bit of a delay. So if you want an official notification, I'm going to send out an email to my newsletter subscribers. So if you go to my website, uh, denisedyoungbooks.com. You can also follow me on Facebook, where I'm Denise DeYoungWriter, or on Instagram, which is Denise D. Young Books. I'm going to be sharing release info in all of those places. So we've got the newsletter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm going to be sharing lots of awesome ways to uh, hear about upcoming releases. And I feel that I should warn people that I have a really adorable dog and really cute cats. And so... I share a lot of pictures of them on Instagram and Facebook. So I just want to warn you, if you follow me, you should prepare yourselves for all kinds of
0: adorable because I can't help sharing pictures of them. That sounds like a perfectly reasonable risk. (laughs) And I'll be sure to get the links in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and have a lovely rest of your week. Yes, you too. Thanks so much. And thanks for having me. You've been listening to Pants On or Off, all about creators and the creative process. If you'd like to suggest a guest for a future show, please drop by ellenwinbooks.com forward slash guests. Now, go out there and make something fantastic.